0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Today is Tuesday, January the 7th. We're going to do some coaching news notes and rumors. Of course, breaking news happens throughout the day. Uh, We'll touch on that as well. I would highly recommend, if you want a full, detailed breakdown of Mike McCarthy being hired by the Dallas Cowboys, go check out uh, the podcast feed, we have that emergency podcast with uh, Jared Dubin and Patrick Walker, both of CBS Sports, breaking down the Cowboys. Um, and uh, we also have, of course, the divisional round recap with the Super Friends. But today, we're going to rip through the rest of the news that's happening in terms of coaching candidates. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll even mention Tua, whose name I now have to pronounce correctly for the rest of my life, with Jason a CBS Sports NFL Insider, JLC. Valoa.
1: Tungavaloa. I said it nine million times before I first had to say it on air.
0: It's Tonga Tag- Tungavaloa, right?
1: No, but really, if you go back, I found a video of him pronouncing it when he got to Alabama, like on campus, like for the media guide or whatever. I guess they record it. And he says Tonga
0: Tungavaloa. Yes. Can we just call him Tua?
1: That's what I do most of the time.
0: Yeah. Tua. Um. So two, two are declared for the draft. We'll have a lot of talk about that on uh, Wednesday's show with Brady, Quinn, and Ryan Wilson. Um, Ryan Wilson knew he was turning pro. I guess everybody did. I don't know. Um, seems like the move. Do you think he goes in the first round, JLC? Absolutely. Oh, okay. High? First round?
1: Uh, Probably.
0: I'll hold you to yeah. that now. Probably.
1: Um, I mean, look, unless they <laughs> find a degenerate. You know what I mean? Unless he gets, uh, you know indianapolis and they find he's got a you know degenerative hip and the rotator cuffs not coming together right or this and that like that's a different scenario but you know if if what alabama is saying publicly and privately about his situation is true then he's going in the first round
0: oh, oh okay uh love to hear that let's talk about some coaching situations so we'll get to the mccarthy stuff and the cowboys in a minute um, where does this leave? There's only one team that the Eagles now eliminated from the playoffs. The Redskins have hired Ron Rivera, which I think has happened since we talked. As but as you reported uh, a while back, the Cowboys fired Mike McCarthy. That leaves just the Giants. And for full disclosure, we're recording this on Monday around lunchtime. So if the Giants go and hire somebody on Monday night, we'll do an emergency podcast. But you know this is just sort of how it works. Where's the Giants search sitting right now? It seems like they're Really kind of focusing in on maybe Matt Rule, Wink Martindale, getting a little buzz there too?
1: They they better get Matt Rule. The way this is shaping up, okay. um, you know, unless they're going to go the first-time coordinator route again. I do not see Josh McDaniels there with Dave Gettleman in that building at all. I think mm. there's a possibility that Matt Rule's there with a neutered Dave Gettleman who maybe gets even further neutered after the draft. Yeah. Um, but they, they better be willing to do whatever it takes to get Matt Rule. Because this is not a bumper crop of established coaches. Um, the list that, you know, the guys they've talked to so far and the guys they have remaining to talk to, and they could always expand things, but that, that usually isn't a good sign. You know, I, I, after what they went through with McAdoo and Shermer, and this is nothing against, you know, Chris Richard or Eric Bienemy or, you know, New England special teams coach, but... To go that route now, yeah, with a front office that has been, let's face it, inept lately, and with a fan base that is fairly irate that they've kept that they've done this sort of staccato, stutter step, fire the coach, not the GM thing yet again. If you end up with someone who is, it's a complete roll of the dice as to whether or not they have the chops to do this, because until you do it, nobody knows. Right. The guys themselves don't know. Until you put a staff together, you've never done it. And the guys they're talking to haven't done it on any level. And for the situation they're in, and with the, again, the covenant with the fan base being wounded, severely wounded to the point where you got empty suites at your stadium. You're in New York City. You're in the metropolis of the world. And you can't get people to show up and buy suites, or even if ones who have suites bother to go to the games. And there's only eight of them a year that matter, and you're going from Shermer to who, like you name it, you know what I mean? Uh, Any other guy who was a previous coordinator, someone who comes into the job with the same sort of resume that McAdoo had, that's going to be that. That's going to be tough, you know. And they've now because they've kept the GM, everybody's on notice. We think we're a playoff, right? We're going to be. We better be a contending team. I mean, ownership has made that abundantly clear. Like what we've been doing is a failure from the owner on down and it's got to be seismically different in 2020. I don't know that, you know, again, any of these guys who've never done it before come in and are able to turn it around on the fly. I, I, given the roster limitations, given who's picking the players, you know, and that role I think would galvanize people and I think would, whatever you want to say about it, he hasn't done it in the NFL, but the way he's turned things around under desperate situations in college and his ties to that organization and his previous NFL experience, he's not an NFL neophyte by any stretch of the imagination. And the fact that if the Jets had been willing to, like, not force Todd Munkin as his offensive coordinator a year ago, he would have taken the Jets job last year. If the Giants on Wounded Knee can't close him now, I, that is another indictment of where the New York Giants are and, and what they've become over the last five years, which is not, you know, how they handled the end of Coughlin and Reese to how they handled the hiring of McAdoo and that press conference was, you know what I mean? They can't even get the press conferences right anymore. To everything Gettleman said at the draft, his latest press conference, the press conference when he was hired, you know, I mean, it, it's just what. The situation with their kicker and domestic violence, like it just they, it just can't get it right.
0: So, here's the thing about Matt Rule that I think is interesting. His his mo is not of some X's and O's right. spot who's just going to blow you away with his offensive right. schematics. He's a program builder and a CEO. That's what NFL teams want. Now right. great, he's done it at Baylor and Temple, so I mean it's a different story than doing it at the NFL level, but. Part of the problem, I think, is Dave Gettleman admitted in his press conference, it was a dis- one of the more disastrous press conferences in the last 10 years, but he admitted that um, he tried to rebuild the team on the fly while also trying to win now and that it didn't work out. Well, unfortunately for Gettleman, he has now reached a point where he has to win now. Matt Rule yes. has to look at this job and say, is this – like?" If you come if you come into the Giants, you can't come in and be like, "I'm going to win the NFC East this year." Like that's not that's not. I mean, it's it's possible because it's the NFL and anything can happen. But that's not on the likely range in terms of the spectrum of outcomes. So, how would that jibe in terms of getting it? Like, I almost think they're in a situation where if they can't close with rule, and maybe it's because of the Gettleman factor, that they're going to have to turn to some you know, like, roll the dice and hope this offensive coordinator works out. I mean, like, you can't hire Kevin Stefanski, I'll tell you that much. I don't understand
1: hide. why why they, why Jim Caldwell wasn't somebody they would immediately reach out to. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why he's not on their list. I don't understand, you know, why Marvin Lewis isn't percolating there. And, and, again, maybe there is a second stage to this. If Rule says no and they're like, we can't hire coordinator X, you know, coordinator Q, coordinator Y, whoever the names are, we just don't know that that's gonna work. Then maybe they do, but then again, that's an indictment of the process.
0: Right. I mean I guess what I'm saying, like if you think if you think you just can't hire Kevin Stefanski because you he's you can't hire back to back Vikings coordinators, then you're a moron. Like you're doing it wrong. You were not you were not hiring for the right person, you're hiring for the right optics. And that's what they're hoping they can get. If I'm Matt Rule, I, I guess just the don't... problem for them is like if I'm Kevin, like,
1: if I'm monitoring that situation, and I want to hire Kevin Stefanski, and I want Kevin Stefanski to succeed. Then like Pat Shermer and Brad Childress are two people I want around Kevin Stefanski. I don't see either one like, going to the Giants. You know what I mean? Like, don't. Like, I don't they really just fired Shermer, Shermer, and God. Shermer's best friend is Childress. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. and same thing for the Browns. If they end up with Stefanski, like that's going to be a little weird because. Adam fired Shermer. So, does Shermer really want to go back there? You know what I mean? And help out, like, you, I'm getting paid three more years by the Giants. Like, I, you know, I like Kevin. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm using Shermer's internal voice here. Yeah. You know, I'm you should, could you be so, able to like, I, I, I could go back like, there and help like, Adam. You know I like, what I mean? mean? For this this guy who fired me when he bought the team and kicked my buddy Childress out with me. You know what I mean? Or I could tell him to go to hell.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, or so, I could make,
1: make money. That's the thing like, about Stefanski, especially with the first time guys. It's who is around them? And you, going back, you could trace his lineage through Minneapolis, back to to the Eagles with Childress. He's going to have, I mean, it could be tough, you know what I mean, picking up a lot of experienced coaches from that timeline because a lot of them had been in Cleveland before, you know what I mean, through the Holmgren regime and be like, yeah, I don't need to go back there again. Like, I know why they lose all the time. Yeah. And same thing with the German, I again, like Pat Shermer would be the perfect guy to be his offensive coordinator. It's not happening in New York.
0: Yeah, it's sure not. You know,
1: I don't think Kubiak's leaving Minnesota for there. Like, I, I, I don't so, know.
0: So if they miss on Matt Rule, and I mean, it does. I mean, like, do, I mean, what, I don't. Look, as of Monday at noon, like, do you, do you? If you had your best guess, do they land Matt Rule or do they not land Matt Rule? I mean, it,
1: it, and there's, you know, it's going to depend on, on again, their approach. Like, are they, are they down a wounded knee? Do they go to Matt Rule the way Dan Snyder went to Ron Rivera? If they do. They could get it done. Again, he almost went to the Jets last year. But, you know, if it's the we're the New York football giants and we think you could help us win games, but here's how we do business.
0: Right. That's not going to fly.
1: Why should he take that leap now? They just fired two dudes in two years. And the homecomings can be great when they work, but they're they're god-awful when they don't. So, I –
0: so what? so I mean what are they oh man, so they're screwed again. Yeah, this is gonna be awesome. And and fans will only get if they miss on rule and they have to go hand in hat to Marvin Lewis, or God forbid they have to hire Jason Garrett, it's gonna make fans. That's, that's, that's on, what I mean they it could happen.
1: I I I do not see that happening.
0: I mean, I don't think it will happen. I'm just saying.
1: If they would go to Jason Garrett before Jim Caldwell, that would that would be that would I mean, I mean I, you're right. It's the Giants. Anything could happen. They went to war, so a kicker didn't get suspended one game for alleged domestic violence violations yeah. multiple. So you're right, could happen. Yeah. They let Dave Gettleman come out to a podium and and <laughs> talk about his four computer guys and how he's now at the vanguard of analytics and the the analytics department being. Built by Dave Gettleman is a reason to keep Dave Gettleman as the GM. So that all happened. <laughs> so got you're right,
0: computer folks.
1: But come on now. I, I, I mean, mean, I'm. But you're right. They're, I mean, you have to talk about the Giants in the same breath as the Browns and the and the Skins now because the Browns is a better. Those are than the, the waters Giants. that they're trolling in these days.
0: That is tough. Um, okay, what uh, what about the Browns? Where are they. Is this a man we hope we can get Josh McDaniels, but we're not sure he's going to buy into what Jimmy Haslam's selling situation.
1: Yeah. And I mean, look, uh, as I reported in November that the analytics side of their building felt like Kevin Stefanski was the right man for the job last year. And maybe he is now again, I would say the staff issues could be pretty acute there given the history with some of those people with Jimmy Haslam. Yep. Um, And if that happens, then you're looking at, you know, Paul DePodesta probably being empowered like never before. And you're probably looking at a GM like, um, you know, Andrew Barry, somebody who's, who's got the extreme sort of uh, numbers background. And you're kind of back to the, you're back to the Sashi Brown, you know, Hugh Jackson model. Although Hugh Jackson was never, (laughs) although although Hugh Jackson was a terrible fit for that model. And Sean McDermott would have been a 9,000% better fit for that model. Um, But, you know, they didn't listen to Deep Podesta on that one either. Um, you know, or it could be Josh and a totally different regime coming in there entirely in the end of De Podesta, or there's always door number three, which is the Haslams are going to do whatever the hell they want to do. And if five days from now they're sitting there and they're not in love with anybody, I'm just telling you, Urban Meyer is a phone call away. So. So Urban would take
0: that job in Harpy, right?
1: I would think so. I mean, I would think so. I can't. I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I mean. We do know that Urban's been openly flirting with NFL jobs.
0: Yeah, I mean, for like, a while, do they, well, we do like,
1: know that he's incredibly tight with Jimmy Haslam. We do know he's from Ohio. Uh, you know, we do know his most recent stop was at Ohio State, uh, okay. and we do know that Jimmy Haslam has made it clear that he's open to another paradigm shift, where you know it could be the coach as the footballs are and everything else. I mean, he cleared Dorsey out there; he's pretty much cleared the deck. So, I don't think it would take an eight-hour. You know what I mean? White knuckle, you know, go through all the permutations of all your philosophies and your career, and tell me your life story over a you know twelve hour interview with urban Meyer to give him the job. I think they could probably agree to terms in a half hour okay
0: so that that's that's a like, a, I don't want to call it like a bailout option, but that's sort of how it feels. Well, it's
1: like the people are making a big deal where Urban's not on the interview list. Like, Urban doesn't have to interview for that job, but he doesn't have to interview Urban for that job. Talks you know what I mean? If he talks to the people he doesn't know or the people he shunned last year and decides, I think Urban's better, then he calls. you know what I mean? You don't even need agents. You don't need agents. You don't need lawyers. They're talking all the time anyway. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Who else would be a candidate if, I mean, who else would be, who else would they, like, you know, you mentioned Stefanski for analytics.
1: Well, like, I mean,
0: Robert Salah,
1: I mean, that's somebody who I, I, you know, my understanding is that's sort of a deep, Podesta guy as well. Okay. Um, you know, somebody else who, who they've obviously identified. I mean, Eric Biennemi deserves to be interviewed by anybody. I mean, everybody should be sitting down and, and hearing him out. He's been with Andy Reid a long time. He's been a part of, you know, winning programs. He's a great player. Um, he's got natural leadership qualities. But, again, a lot of these teams have kind of put themselves in a little bit of a situation where it's going to be hard to go out on a limb for anybody that had not done it. Well, so that's sort of the thing. It like, just is because of the way they've always picked them in the past. I mean, the, the, you know, the Giants and the Browns have always kind of been in the same boat here where if you're going to keep firing dudes every 18 months, and they all have limited pedigree. At what point do you go to somebody who's done it before, either at the major you know Power 5 level or in the NFL?
0: Like when you look at the Browns' head coaches, I mean they just—I ha- mean their last head, Freddie Kitchens. I mean he was a running backs coach like nine months before. Greg Williams is interim. Um, Hugh Jackson had been the head coach in Oakland, but I mean like
1: one year, eight and eight. I mean like you know right. the year Al died. I mean it was it was a weird thing, and right. he also went—he was a you know—that <laughs> crap crazy in the middle of the season. You know what I mean? And had it was like a mean, power hungry tirade, and yeah. was you know. Telling guys, you better do what I say or you'll never play in the league again and trading people. And I mean,
0: he was the the owner for all intents and purposes. He was basically the fact owner. Yeah. Um, but Mike Pettin, Rob Szydlinski, Pat Shermer, Eric Mangini, Romeo Cornell. Um, you know, those are all the guys since 2005. Those are all coordinators that they have hired, like hot young coordinators at. I think you're right. At some point, don't you have to say, okay, look, I don't know that
1: you could say Romeo was young at that point, but
0: yeah. Well, the the hot coordinator name. Yeah. I guess Pat Shermer was young at, uh,
1: yeah, oh, Pat Sherman was definitely young. Okay, all right. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he, that's what I mean. Like, this this guy, and I mean, and some of that predates Haslam, but, I mean, Haslam, yeah. now he hasn't always wanted to get those guys. A lot of times it's been that's the best he thought he could do, or <coughs> he made a stupid decision about the GM at the time that led him down a road that he was only going to end up with, you know, some of these dudes that hadn't done it before, what have you. But regardless, that's the road he's traveled. And, you know, at some point, does he break that? And it's like, if I'm going to fail spectacularly, am I going to fail spectacularly again with Hugh Jackson, with Patch, you know, with, boy, he only has Shurmur at the end, but whatever, with Mike Pettin, with Rob Chizinski, um, with Freddie Kitchens, or am I going to fail spectacularly with Urban Meyer?
0: I mean, I would, I would roll with, I mean, I would rather fire, I would rather, Fail with Urban Meyer, and I mean, like, I don't even, lo- I don't even love Urban Meyer. But no, I would- and I,
1: I think, and I think it would, would be a disaster. But I mean, at some point, you, you you do something different. I mean, you really take yourself out of the equation. You really hand it over to a tyrant, and just see if he can save you from yourself.
0: Mm, I like this. I like where this. You is. Know what I mean? What?
1: At least Schneider, when he got to these points, handed it all to Joe Gibbs, who was not a tyrant. Handed it to Shanahan, who who was a tyrant. And now Ron's not a tyrant, but Ron's getting tyrant-like levels of of control. Right. So, he, you know what I mean? He's He's been willing to shift the entire makeup of the organization. And all you guys report to this guy, and then this guy, you know what I mean, will give me the time of day when he wants to. Yeah. As long as we're winning, and then when he's not winning, then he's in trouble. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for Haslam to do. That's the one thing he's refused to do, which is, you know – He's the guy who should do it the most. And I'm not saying Urban is the guy I would ever do it for in a million years, but at some point you probably need to go that route. Because the way you're picking them and the way you're setting up the organization, you're just repeating a recipe for failure. At least fail differently.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to run your car off a cliff, at least like do it, like go to the Grand yeah. Canyon this time. Instead of, you know, just the local, like, Cleveland club. Yeah, like, go evil Knievel
1: style, man. Like,
0: you know? Plus, like, what if Urban Meyer worked out? He would be a a guy. I mean, like, he could work out. Even
1: if it works out for a little while and you go to the playoffs, you know what I mean, once or twice with him. Like, the bar doesn't have to be set that high for it to be, like, Miracle in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will look at the uh, Panthers and discuss, perchance, the, uh, the Vikings as well. All right, so the Carolina Panthers are the other team. Is that it? Is it only? Are we really only going to get five yeah. teams?
1: Yeah, they, right? they, they 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 played hard for uh played hard for for Zim over the weekend, so he's good. I don't think he'll get Mike Malarkey and win a win a wild card game on the road and still get fired. Was he was he, he really going to get fired? Really,
0: do you think he was going to get fired if they oh, I
1: think his? if that was a blowout, I absolutely think ownership would be calling in Rick Spielman and and calling in other people and saying, "Do we need to do something now
0: rather than later?" Yes. Is it possible that the Cowboys were waiting to see what happened in that Viking Saints game? I believe so. Okay, so like they're they're looking at it and like, hey, maybe like maybe the Saints get upset and Sean Payton's like, Ugh. I mean,
1: part of the reason why Jerry was in no hurry was like, hey, who are they going to take away from me that I really want? You know, McCarthy would have been the only one because right. he had already talked to everybody else. You know what I mean? Like. And Matt Rule's on a beach, you know what I mean? Lincoln Riley, if, you know, that one. I, he's not going anywhere else other than me, if he even comes to me. Right. You know, he's not. he doesn't want a Josh McDaniels. He wasn't interested in, you know, guys, the Kevin Stefanskis and the Robert Salaz, They're not going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So well, he was thinking there's no opportunity cost here, so why not? And some dudes who, I, you know, might not be available right now might become available Monday.
0: Well, and, you know, like part of the thing, too, is I mean, look, this is a flex that a few, only very few NFL teams can do. The Cowboys can do it in this particular spot because they were mediocre with a great, like a great, they're a great roster and a great brand. If you're Jerry, J, if you're Mike McCarthy. You think it's a
1: great roster? I don't know that I think it's a great
0: roster. Well, okay, let me, let me put this.
1: I think we think it's great because Jerry tells us how great it is. I think it's a, it's a good roster. Like it's a roster good enough to win that patently mediocre, actually, that's a compliment, awful division. I don't think it's a great roster.
0: I guess I guess what I'm saying is that like they have a substantially better roster than the Giants, Browns, Panthers, yes. or Redskins. Like at no yes. point was Mike McCarthy going. If Jerry wanted a guy and he let it be known through back channels or whatever it was that he was potentially interested in that guy, that guy's not going to take the Giants job without finding out if he can. Well, get- and
1: when when Jason Garrett, Matt Rule, uh, Josh McDaniels, and Mike M- McCarthy all have the same agent.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Who's their agent? Is it um your
1: Trace Armstrong?
0: Trace Armstrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like Jerry couldn't kill five birds with one stone.
0: They all have the same agent. Yes. That's insane. So does he represent Urban Meyer too?
1: I don't think so. I'm not positive. I should say that. I'm not. I'm not positive.
0: Let's see if you can look. Um. The uh, huh. Good for Trace Armstrong. He's got the market by the huevos here.
1: Yeah, this was he was he was going to be the power broker this year.
0: Huh. So do you, what do you make of the – do you have any insight into the Jerry Jones? I mean, like, I, it was a weird – I mean, we all knew he was getting fired. Jason Garrett was getting fired. We all knew. Jason him. knew. I mean, Jason knew
1: what the expectations were before the year. I've reported on it extensively. Some others have as well. Like, everybody knew where the bar was set. Everybody knew how horribly low they came from hitting that. But they didn't even get a fingertip – within five feet of that bar and and that wasn't going to change you know what I mean because of loyalty now could it be a little bit of a wacky process and did they think about ways that Jason might be able to stay and is that right for you and is is that right for us and you know come back to us in a couple of days we'll see how you're feeling you know what I mean and in the meantime hey we're going to start talking to some of these guys just you know we got to get our process going. like they could you know what I mean they could do all that but there was no way that Jason Garrett was coming back as their head coach I mean I know all the players, the outpouring, of support on Twitter and everything else, like after the fact and what you say publicly. But like you would, you would not have been able to sell that to that locker room.
0: Period. No, no, there's no way. You can, yeah, hell no. All right, so what about the Panthers? Where do uh, where does Carolina go from here?
1: I mean, that owner has been really made no sort of pretense about the fact that he's attracted to young. Um, offensively inclined quarterback gurus who can call plays, um, who, who are offensive innovators. Uh, I mean, if you go back to the interview he did with the team's website in the aftermath of firing Ron Rivera, he pretty much told you that that really resonates with him. And I've been reporting for quite some time that the Patriot way and guys who have succeeded in New England intrigue him. Um, and Josh McDaniels, very quickly emerged there as a, as a, as a super strong candidate. And, you know, they, they did a lot of work on Brian Dable. They did a lot of work on Greg Roman. And they really liked those guys too. But at the end of the day, this owner didn't want this to be – he didn't – like. he's like, if we got to interview 10 to 12 people, then we don't know what we're doing. So he really only wanted to do six interviews max. McCarthy was an obvious guy to talk to. He's sitting out there. You could talk to him at any time. You know, Perry Fuel, you pretty much always interview, you know what I mean, your interim head coach.
0: Yeah, sure can.
1: And then they were probably going to do four to five more interviews tops. Okay. So, you know, Eric Bieniemy makes sense, the Andy Reid family tree. He's an offensive guy, not a quarterback guy, but certainly a leader. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk to Josh McDaniels. We're going to talk to Kevin Stefanski. You know, and that's that's pretty much it. I think Perry Fuel was the only guy on the defensive side of the ball who they were going to talk to. Um and now they're at a point where this week they'll talk to Josh and, and they'll talk to Kevin. And I would be stunned if one of them isn't the next head coach. And I, I if Josh has a, a strong interview there, I believe he'll be offered that job. Mm. No, he may also be offered Cleveland. He may also be offered New York. If, if they, you know what I mean? If they don't have that rule, then maybe ownership sits back and says, maybe we better blow the whole thing up. You know, Jimmy has them what in the span of, 36 hours went from having Dorsey on a press release firing the coach yeah. to firing Dorsey. You know yeah. what I mean? And again, the New York Giants are a whole hell of a lot more like the Cleveland Browns these days than they are the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I mean? Or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or, you know what I mean? Name your, you know, name your, your highly functional organization. So we'll see. Things have a weird way of twisting and turning in January. Um, but, yeah, I think Carolina plan on wrapping up their interviews this week. I don't think there will be a sec, whole lot of second interviews in the second wave. I think, you know, David Tepper is ready to rock and roll.
0: Mm. Would Josh McDaniels – would he take this job? I feel like sure. he might take this job. He's I, still, don't,
1: right? I mean, he's, this job is by no means beneath him, and, and I don't think he feels that way remotely. I think he would be um, – excited and honored to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Now, these interviews haven't happened yet. Does Jimmy Haslam make an appeal to him different than Tepper? I mean, it's not just the team's interviewing the coaches. A lot of times, especially when we're down to the nitty-gritty now and there's been so few openings and there's so few quote-unquote hot candidates, that it's, it's the coach interviewing the owner as well. For sure. I mean, Jimmy Haslam has got some explaining to do. How do you keep getting it this wrong all the time?
0: And, like, what are you – Why should I – you
1: know what I mean? I might only get one more bite at this apple. Why am I going to your garden?
0: Like, what is your – what is What's your front your office friend? look like, you know?
1: Right. Why have you – what are the five biggest mistakes you've made as an owner that you now think are correctable?
0: <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I, I'm Josh
1: McDaniels. I'm asking that question. Sure. I mean, I mean if you're asking – I mean, if five is – I'm setting the number low.
0: Yeah, there's a 100 questions. Like, why do you keep – why do you keep – are you going to – Like, you know, like the question that has to be asked in Cleveland is, are you going to stick your hand, are you going to stick your nose in our business a year in and demand that we draft so-and-so? Because at the end of the day, you can have an agreement with somebody about control, but if the owner owner's
1: always in charge, the owners always in
0: charge. If the owner, right, exactly. Like if the owner decides he's going, that's what I thought was curious about Ron Rivera in Washington is, you know, you're taking a pretty big leap here, buddy, to assume that Dan Snyder's not going to eventually just do Dan Snyder things. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. I, I And for David Tepper, the question, if you're Josh McDaniels, you're like, hey, look. you Do I want so a blank a, slate, like, you
1: know what I mean, an unknown commodity, or do I want a guy with a proven track record of failure?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, no, but I'm saying, like, if you're. And if would you I rather ask, be out of, do I want to go and take a job where they're going to be asking me about my mentor repeatedly at my first press conference? Like, over under the number of Belichick questions at Josh McDaniel introductory press conference in Cleveland.
0: Uh, in Cleveland? Jeez. Um, yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
1: you know what I mean? Because he failed there. And, well, he didn't fail there. I mean, he he had them on the cup because of the way it fell apart there and because of the lingering bad blood with him and because of how horrible they've been since he left. But well, you know what I mean? And it's your hometown and expectations are probably a little skewed. I I, I don't know, man. Um, and you're out of the AFC, so you don't have to worry about playing him every couple of years. And
0: That's a good point, yeah. Would What do you think Tom Brady's going to do?
1: I, I think he's going to consider every option that's best for him, including, you know, the few that make sense outside of New England.
0: The Carolina Panthers.
1: I mean, if Josh got that job, it would be kind of interesting. I mean, if you, I don't know if, that that's the market. I mean, I, I think, I, I mean, again, I've been reporting this since midseason. Yeah. Many people close to him think the one, there's one obvious situation that makes far and away the most sense for him. The Chargers. On multiple levels, and that's the Chargers.
0: And it's not. This is. I mean, like, we need to be clear here because I'm. I'm writing about this right now. Like, where is he going to play? Like, just look at the different landing spots. And like, I, I'm not calling into question your reporting in any you know at all. But like, surely Tom Brady on a football level has to look at the Chargers and be like, Are these morons really going to help my image? Like, like, am I sure I can help this team win? Like they had Rivers and they screwed it up. And I get that Rivers, you know, you can say whatever you want about it. But like they've had multi, they had Breeze and then they had Rivers. Like they've had LT, they've had Vincent. The thing about was... him is he'll never turn
1: it over like Rivers did. He'll throw it into the ground or he'll throw it into the fifth row. But he'll never yeah, he's not I'm coming saying, out those like, first quarter picks.
0: I'm just saying as an organization, they're gonna
1: Well, I think he's thinking saying, Damn, when's the last time I had Okay, I'm gonna take the qualifier out. I know he's thinking, damn. When's the last time I had an what? Austin I mean, Eckler, you, <laughs> you know Ackler. what I mean? Ackler, yeah. uh, the move tight end and two outside receivers who can beat most DBs on their own, who will fight for contested catches, who can high point the ball and hand catch it, who I don't have to coach up every single practice, every single walk through, every single pregame.
0: If you gave the Patriots Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler, they would be, A, they'd still be in they'd the play- win.
1: The, they'd win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: With that defense, they'd win and the. Hunter Super Henry.
0: Bowl. Oh my God. Yeah, they'd win the, the Super, Super Bowl. Super. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's for what sure. I'm saying.
0: Okay. I, look, and is the I,
1: offensive I, line great? But <laughs> neither is New England, and, you know New England could be fishing again for you know at least another center and uh, probably another tackle, and they can't fix all that in, the, in one offseason.
0: season. And, and sometimes
1: it's just time to go. Like sometimes it's just. What about the Raiders Am I the best guy for them? And are they the best fit for me? At this stage of my career, at 43, where anything less than a Super Bowl win is a failure, where I'm probably losing my right-hand man in Josh, where as much as they'll tell me they will give me what I want, Bill's always going to, in his mind, defer to defensive players, because that's just how he's hardwired. You know, where it's always been do more with less. I, I don't know, man. And if you're them... And you can't fix all that overnight, and you can't. Is a super stationary 43-year-old quarterback still make the most sense for them? And if we're trying to win with defense, you know, do we want a 22-year-old, super athletic guy who can extend plays, move the pocket, make something out of nothing, you know what I mean? And look, just don't screw it up, and we just – we 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 force into his head. Don't do what Josh Allen did. On all, you know what I mean in the playoffs. Like yeah. just don't mess it up for our defense. And do we start developing him and go in that route? And that gives us so much more money and flexibility to play around with everything else. Is it just time? I mean,
0: very well, maybe. It, it it might be. It might be. Um... I can picture Tom Brady in, like, I don't think it's a stretch. This seems stu- a stupid way to evaluate it, but, like, I think you need to be able to picture Brady making plays in the uniform for it to work, because I think Tom Brady would do the same thing. Like, he's not going to go and play for the Jaguars and be in Teal in South Florida, in my opinion.
1: Well, he's just not playing in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? He's not – I don't That's see him in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like, I don't – I don't know if I can
0: picture him in the Bears uniforms. I can picture Tom Brady in powder blue whipping it down the field to, to Keenan Allen.
1: I mean, I think at this stage of his career, like that stadium setting himself up for his second career, which will be some sort of production media empire mogul. At least that's what he's shooting for. Hobnobbing with those people all the time, having these games become a real big event. Um, having a cast around him where, okay, even if it doesn't go exactly as we thought, I'm not going out, you know, as the 21st-ranked passer in the NFL. Where, like, let, do you have the final stats there? Like, where did he land in QB rating, in um, yards per attempt, and in, like, touchdown to INT ratio? I, I bet he's outside of the top ten in all of
0: it. Let's look. Um, uh, the defaults to postseason, go to regular season passing. Um Yards, he finished seventh. Yards,
1: I say yards per attempt.
0: Yards per attempt, I'm sure is oh. Whoa. Why does man? Why does um, why does the NFL's website stink so bad when it comes to statistics?
1: I don't know. I'm a, I go to Stats Inc. I just don't have my laptop in front of oh, me. You go
0: to I always go to um, I always go to Pro Football Reference, which is fine. I can get you there. That works too. Yeah, hold on one second. Um, adjusted yards passing per attempt. No, I don't want Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill led the League and adjusted oh, yeah. yards per pass attempt, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, if you do it by adjusted yards per pass attempt, Tom Brady, my goodness, twentieth overall. I
1: thought it was twenty.
0: QB uh, rating,
1: QB rating, I, I believe is in the second half of the league. I believe it's below. Last time I checked, it was below sixteen.
0: It is nineteenth for QBR. Yeah,
1: I thought it was right around twenty.
0: Quarterback rating is eighteenth. Yeah. Actual yards per attempt is oh my goodness. Is 27th.
1: Like, to me, when he threw that ball to the back of the end zone at the end of the first half, that to me was like, come get me. Like, yeah. I'm throwing to White and Edelman like 75% of the time because that's all I got here. But that that ain't all I can do. Yeah. I, I mean, I talked to some – I mean, I was texting some of my boys around the league like, did you see that throw? And they're like, yeah, that, that dude can still crank it. And it wasn't like it was Peyton Manning at the end of his career where he'd have to take a four-step running start, like literally almost throw his shoulder out of the socket, you know what I mean, and heave it. Like that dude was – that was pretty free and easy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Brady's toast at all. I, I think if if Bill decides that he doesn't want to do – I mean, will Robert Kraft step in? Well, do you think Robert Kraft yeah, will Yeah, but I, I just don't
1: know that that's going to resonate at this point. I mean, okay. like if I, if I had to guess how this goes down, I could see them meeting sooner rather than later – and I can see Tommy saying, hey, um, obviously, I can't sign anywhere until March, and, you know, technically, yada, yada, yada. But I do want to see what else is out there, and, and I do think I've earned the right to explore some options. And I'm not doing this to try to get the most money out of you. I'm trying to do this to figure out where I want to sign my last contract right. as an NFL player. And you know, I'd like for you guys not to sort of get in the way, you know what I mean, or undermine that. Because you know what? Depending on where I go, I may they may have to hire a coach or two. You know right. what I mean? And it's real hard to get a coach or two of note, or guys who know this system and who can help teach it in, you know, March twentieth. It's right. a lot easier to have that happen now, so that if I go there, you know what I mean, they're already there.
0: Like if, like if the Chargers fire Anthony Lynn and then like magically hire Josh McDaniels?
1: No, I, mean, I don't even know that it has to be that drastic. I mean, it whatever. I mean, it could, um, and it or it could be that McDaniels already has a job, but Dable doesn't, and maybe it's but I it could just be as simple as hey, let's go. Like his agent whispers to somebody. Why don't you sign Chad O'Shea at least as a QB coach right now? Mm.
0: Or consider, you know, like leave your QB coach role open for the next I But see, know. you can't,
1: but yeah, but unless the guy's on the street, you're going to get blocked, especially New England people. You're not going for a lateral move. They're going to block, block, block. I mean, unless they tell Tom we wouldn't, but outside of Josh, I don't know who on that staff right now. You know what I mean? would be seen as somebody who could step right in and do it. And, and maybe O'Shea could or couldn't. I thought he did a pretty good job in Miami. And, look, I thought Brady – I was hearing a lot of rumors about, hey, you know, you're saying Chargers, but what about Miami? Well, once they hired Chan Gailey, I'm like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not right. Tom Brady's offensive coordinator. Right,
0: right, right. right.
1: Uh, so you just start doing process of elimination. But, I, you know what I mean? I, I, could, I could see him saying to Kraft, do me a solid. Let me do what I have to do to get the best information I can about where I want to go. And I will sit down with you before I sign any other contracts.
0: Right. It's not going to be like the man. You
1: know what I mean? But, like, let's not have this be a hypersensitive, you know, the way they were going crazy about Nick Casario tampering, even when it wasn't tampering. You know what I mean? Last January. Well, I mean, not January. Whenever it was, in the spring with with Houston. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, let me do what I got to do to figure this out, and I'll come back to you. But please, you know what I mean? Like, give me my space.
0: Yeah. And that fits with what I think he'll want
1: to know soon. I I think, I think that process. Look, I think this has been going through his head since last summer. I mean, you don't structure a contract the way he did willy nilly. So,
0: So, by the way, I know Robert Kraft, it always felt like to me Tom Brady was saying that the Patriots structured the contract that way. But then Robert Kraft spoke to Peter King in the wake of this, uh, the wake of the Patriots loss on Saturday and was like, and basically said, you know, that's what Tom wanted. Was it, was this structured? was this Tom's preferred structure? Or was it like the Patriots are like, here's what we'll do. And he's like, that's fine, I'll do that, but I need a no franchise tag guarantee, or, you know, etc." Like, you were saying, like, who's, was I'm
1: this, just telling you it's not an accident that that language is there.
0: Right, right. I'm saying but you, you you agree that it was Tom's choice to make sure that he had full and complete freedom after this year. I mean, the same yes. way yes. he did. Yes. Yeah, because you, yes. you, you don't want to be stuck in, like, the Patriots are like, well, we know you don't like your situation, Tom, and you think that L.A. would be fun and, you know, you could be a media mogul and basically be the NFL's LeBron James. Like, that's great, but you're under contract, so you're not going anywhere. Or right.
1: Yeah. No, you, don't, you, you avoid all that. And also, like, he knew he was losing Gronk. You know what I mean? And he knows Edelman's a year older. And, you know, they drafted and kill Harry. But, like, even had that worked out, he's not a burner. You know what I mean? He's Muhammad Sanu, younger, right? He's a young Muhammad Sanu. He's not Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not – like, they don't have any speed. Yeah. And so even that pick, you're sitting there saying, all right, well, there's another guy who if it all works out and he doesn't have, you know, the the year one wide receiver learning curve that tends to be more, you know, normal than not, you know, he's he's another guy who moves the chains, but he's not a matchup guy. Yeah, They lost the ultimate matchup guy in football and replaced him with Ben Watson. <laughs> so yeah, he knew what he was going into the year with dude. Like when they were eight, no, the offense still sucked. I mean, you can go find my article where I'm like, this defense better stay like all time. Top five, historically significant, or this team is doomed because unless the owner lets them bring Antonio Brown back, it ain't happening from within. Nobody in that building thinks it's happening from within and they're treading water at best on that side of the ball. And if the defense slips, they're effed. Man, and, like, this isn't. I mean, I, I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking it. Like, yeah. you talk to anybody who advanced them, and they, they would send reports back to the team, like, there's only two dudes on the whole offense you have to worry about. One of them's 34 and plays the slot, and the other one catches wheel routes out of the backfield. That's their offense. And Josh will scheme it up as best he can. He'll come up with four to six plays that. That keep them in games, but like how sustainable is that? And what happens when they stop playing with the lead? What happens when the defense isn't turning people over at historical rate anymore? So like this is not like, oh wow, the bottom fell out. Like Brady knew what he was getting into. That's why he fought so hard for Antonio Brown.
0: Yeah, over and over again. And they wouldn't uh they wouldn't bring him back. So
1: you know what I mean? Like
0: <sighs> I'm with you, man. May, may, and it like, might be time for them to reinvent themselves too. I, I kind of hope it happens just for the page views and the podcast. Let's get out of here. you got to go. i got to go do radio stuff. you got to go do HQ stuff and CBS Sports Network, I'm sure. Um, follow him on Twitter at Jason Four. Watch him on the NFL today, which you can tune into what? 7.30. This?
1: We are on 7.30 Saturday night, taking you up to kickoff of the Ravens-Titans game on CBS, and then we're back at 2 p.m., Sunday for a normal hour-long NFL Today, taking you to the 305, I guess it is, kickoff of the Chiefs and the Texans.
0: Mm, I don't know if I like the late kick of divisional round. Throws off my circadian rhythm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always feel like it should probably just be for – well, I get why they do it. You know, you want more games I like it yeah, totally I mean, for I TV. I get it. But, yeah, it, it, I used to – I feel like it used to just be – for championship weekend.
0: No, so this is the first year they're doing it. This is the first, they changed it in May. I know, like, it's so even. Out.
1: Yeah, right, cause even last year, the divisional round was like one and four, right? One
0: and four, and it's done with it. Right. The championship game is three and six, and they're like, what are we, what have right. we been doing? We're missing out on literally millions yeah. of eyeballs. A couple of, of prime time, time hours, yeah. Yeah, sure, it makes, it makes total sense. Um, yeah, I mean, so people good. are off
1: the beach in LA by five, we should probably still have football on us.
0: Right, right, right. And like, or hey, maybe Five not make, time, eight, eight, maybe, yeah. maybe not make everybody rush back from church in the South to, to watch, right. the, you know, from Texas to watch a cowboy, cowboy right? the cowboys. Right. Okay, let's get out of here. Great stuff as always, man. And uh, talk to you soon, buddy.
1: Sounds good, my friend. Have a good one. Thank you.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. What, you expected someone else?